Oh, nice hat. Yeah, just picked it up yesterday. Thanks. Mm -hmm. It's German. <laughs> also got the water in the Bob Chin's Mai Tai cup today. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Jake from Gold Eagle. And today well, are we, we putting are... like an official, are we like going to use that now to designate? I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's weird. Each of us going, I'm Jake and I'm Jake. We've got to differentiate a little bit. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I got to find some, uh, and it's better than Jake from State Farm. The end of my so. name. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you should wear khakis and a red Jake shirt from... sometime. Jake from Bourbon Matters. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are talking about rye, Dan's favorite topic. Yay. <laughs> That's my enthusiasm for rye. Um, yeah, so I uh, believe we are all drinking something different, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't talk again, but we'll see. Yeah, honestly, admittingly. Uh, I will not be partaking on this episode. Um, after three days in Kentucky, I think my liver <laughs> has had all the whiskey it can handle. But I do have a few different ryes here with me to talk about. Yeah. Nice. So, so how I'm, was your Kentucky trip? Where were you all at? Obviously, uh, it was Lux Row with the hat. Yeah, yep. It was a very good trip. Um, we went down with uh, the Adventures Club guys, and uh, we actually went to a few new places. We stopped on the way down at Backbone, which is in Indianapolis. Have you guys heard of them? No. Um, so kind of, kind of newer. They're kind of like partnering with a distillery there called Eighth Day Distilling that doesn't really do a lot of distribution. Um, but the guy who started this distillery owns like one of the biggest private distributors down there in Indiana. Um, and then just kind of started this distillery on the side on top of that. Hmm. And they have a lot of, uh, just a lot of random barrels from all over the place with huge plans to expand like their rick houses and just pretty much buy as much as they can. Um, they have a lot of really good MGP. We reached out to them, or I should say the Adventures Club reached out to them a couple years ago um, to do some picks, and they kind of just said, you know, we'll, we'll circle back when we can, but we just don't have enough right now to distribute outside of Indiana. Um, but uh, for sure, one of those distilleries that has some really, really good MGP barrels reminds me of like Nashville Barrel Company's MGP, Barrel Crafts MGP, um, and they're doing a lot of unique finishing. So we walked away with uh, a double oak MGP bourbon where the secondary oak barrel was like a charred wave stave. Um, so it had like some grooves in the, in the oak, but it wasn't like a Maker's 46 thing. It was kind of like the actual barrel was wavy staved. Um, huh. And then we, we walked away with a single malt um, that the guy purchased uh, some distillery that went out of business in California, I believe. Um, but it was like a 35 gallon barrel and we all tasted it and thought it was bourbon. It didn't taste like a single malt. And then we found out it was 135 proof. Um, so we were like, oh, we got we got to bring this one back. 
Um, so that was on the way down. That was a nice way to break up the five and a half hour drive. And then we did uh, Heaven Hill. We did Elijah Craig Barrel Proof pick. Um, that was our first time doing a pick at Heaven Hill. Um, then we went to Lux to do Ezra and Rebel. Um, and what's cool about that one is we actually turned down all the Ezra samples that they poured for us. They weren't really mm-hmm. that great. Um, mm-hmm. We were about to walk out of there, and then the guy came back with an additional sample that was a big step up from the three that we originally had. Um, then we finished it off with Peerless, picked a bourbon and a rye at Peerless. So That's pretty nice. eventful three days. Can you tell us Does what have got from Heaven Hill? Yeah, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Nice. It was it was 124 proof. Um, uh, we tried probably seven different barrels, and this one had like the least impressive stats. It was eight year, 124 proof. There were some higher proof and some higher age ones in there, like some 10 years. Um, but this barrel was by far the best. I mean, it was a, the first time I've ever pulled out a timer to time the finish before. <laughs> It went for like three and a half, four minutes before it started Jeez. to fade away. Wow. So, yeah, this will be a real good barrel for sure. Nice. Yeah. No Is, mellow Do corn. they do their barrel picks there at the Experience or where they do it for Heaven Hill? Yeah, they, they walk you into that uh, new Rick house with the glass siding. Um, and then they, they kind of had like a private event there going on today. So we like went way back into the Rick house in a really thin alley or you know hallway um so that was that was kind of cool to be really immersed inside the inside the rick house not just in that front area where you normally walk in and it's not you know it's it's got the open space so this was like truly in a rick house um and then they took us after to their like one of their original bonded rick houses that uh stood past the fire so that was cool to go in there um that that and Castle and Key are probably like the two oldest recounts I've been in. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. Well, speaking of Heaven Hill, um, Fred Minnick's Ascot Awards came out this week. And Heaven Hill was actually uh, his pick for large spirit producer of the year. So, interesting. I. Any of you got a favorite <laughs> Heaven Hill brand? Elijah Craig. Yeah, I mean Elijah Craig. That we definitely could have talked about Elijah Craig last week for you know best value bourbons, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think they have such a wide portfolio, um, you know, and especially the, those bottled and bond twenty dollar, twenty five dollar bottles. They have you know probably six or seven of them that uh, they're all very good quality. Yeah. I think for me, it's funny because I've done two different blinds where I had no idea what the four whiskeys were and run by different people. And both times McKenna 10 was in there and I picked, that was my favorite. So I thought it's a good whiskey, but I'm just, I mean, it always depends on what you're comparing it blind to, but twice that came out. So apparently I have a soft spot for it, but yeah, I um, I like uh, Elijah Craig and McKenna. Um, I actually like their, the seven year bottled and bond a lot too, but I I've heard a lot of people I do shit too. on it. Um, but I, I actually enjoy it. a lot. I, I don't know. I think the people that shit on it are people that are just upset that they raised it from a six year to a seven year and jumped the price by 25 bucks a bottle. Um, yeah. and I don't know. I think 
good on Evan Hill. Like it's a lot, it's a lot better than what I remember in the six year and uh, you still can't get it. It still sells out everywhere. So I think it's priced right. Um, and yeah, I think it's very, very flavorful uh, for a seven year bottle and bomb. Yeah. Nice. Um, for, so for the Ascots, Heaven Hill was a large producer. The craft distiller was Starlight, which I don't think anyone's going to have of too course. much of a problem. They keep coming out with some really, really good stuff, some really unique things. Mm-hmm. Um, their blender of the year was Penelope, which I'm not, I think I've said it before. I'm not a huge fan of their stuff. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a weird pick in my opinion. There's, there's way better blenders out there. (laughs) Yeah. Especially because Penelope, no offense to them. Like I, I am a fan of Penelope, but a lot of their stuff is just churn and burn. They get barrels, they, you know, throw it together in a batch and they put it right out. Um, And I think they do a lot of really cool, uh, you know, different finishes. And I mean, their brand looks amazing, but I don't know if I would have picked them as the best blender. Yeah, that was, that was a little shocker to me. Um, Breakout distiller of the year. I actually was really proud or happy to see you go back to one of our early episodes. One of the first rise that I actually liked. And one of the first, uh, distilleries that was of decent size that actually reached back out to us and shared our content was smooth ambler and they won breakout distiller of the year um which i we liked the that uh what was the ride that you had that we really really liked that's hard to Uh, find the founders series cast strength which is yeah absolutely excellent um I think I have two backups of it because <laughs> I, I went out and mm-hmm. found textures because I liked it so much. I always liked their contradiction bourbon. If I had a bottle, because I don't have one right now, that I was going to use that last week for <laughs> our uh, value because you know some people buy it because it's got an elephant on it for the bourbon um, and the rye for the contradiction series. But for yeah. 30 35 bucks, it had a heavy – I said that was more of like a red apple – flavor to it uh you guys move much uh and smooth uh smooth ambler at gold eagle jake no we really don't um yeah i'm not really sure why we have the whole line um i think i like their old bottles the taller skinnier ones and i don't think uh people have really caught on with the new bottle shape and kind of redesign they went through about a year ago Mm -hmm. But we do have a really good smooth amber pick that took down a smoke wagon uncut pretty easily in a blind tasting. Yeah, you've done, you had you've a, gotten a couple uh, old yeah, scout picks, right? Yeah, it's an old scout. Um, I think it's just under six year, 120 proof MGP. It's a good value nice. product if you like mm-hmm. MGP. Well, when we get down to the best um, actual bottles that that they had went through. So basically how they came up with their whiskey of the year for the Ascot awards, they had a few different categories of whiskey. They picked the winner in all those categories, then put them against each other. So for them, the best bourbon was bullet barrel strength. The best rye was smooth ambler contradiction rye. The best scotch was Ardbeg 19 year old batch three. Best American single barrel whiskey was Middle West Spirit Straight Rye Whiskey. Dark Pumpernickel Cast Strength. 
Uh, best American Middle single West, malt. man. That's a distillery to keep a close eye on. Keep it, yeah. Uh, best American single malt, old line American single malt sherry cask finish. I don't think I've ever seen much old line in the area, but I could have just been glancing over no. it. I don't think I've ever heard of them. No, I, I haven't heard of them. Uh, the best American whiskey they had was Old Carter Straight American Whiskey. The best wheat whiskey was Journeyman Distillery Corsets, Whips, and Whiskey. And the last couple of best light whiskey was Penelope. Best Tennessee was Jack 10. Um, and out of all of those, they picked the best wheat. They picked the best whiskey as the best uh, was the best wheat whiskey winner, which is Journeyman Distillery Corset, Whips, and Whiskey. Was a, they had for their whiskey of the year. Is that so, a that's like a special release, right? Um, I don't know too much. I think it's it's a it, cast strength. It used to be an everyday, and now uh, now they don't have much of it as they used to. Oh, okay. But it also won best wheat whiskey last year as well. <laughs> so. On his awards? Yeah. It was uh, double solid. platinum this year, double platinum the year before, and winner back-to-back years. So I actually don't hate that list. It, it had a pretty good wide variety, um, big distilleries, craft distilleries. But I'm always curious, like, how does he, how does he narrow it down? Um, how do you make those selections? Is it all blind? And how much how much stuff are you tasting to well, put I in don't that know blind? How you- does his top hundred list? Is he just sitting there with a hundred whiskeys in front of him? And <laughs> yeah. just, cause if so, you'd want to be one of the later ones, I think <laughs> probably like right. a thousand whiskeys. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, he goes, I mean, and he just ranks his top hundred. So I don't know if he just, every one he takes barrel note or takes a lot of notes and then gives it a ranking of some sort and then goes back to his highest ranking. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine, through. I would imagine that's how it is. It's not like all in one day picking all the whiskeys is throughout the course of the year, but yeah, just, just like the finals and how he really determines the, the final list would be interesting to see that, see him go through that. The one thing Jake, that you should shoot for is they do have a best whiskey club barrel pick. Ooh. So maybe something for some of the people that you do barrel well, picks took with. That. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is 5280 Whiskey Society, Russell Single Barrel, Thunder Chicken. Hmm. So, there's a, they do that, and they have their Platinum Awards, their Double Platinum Awards, all that stuff. Um, we have a few of those at Whiskey Acres. We didn't submit anything this year for it, though. So, But that was some of the Minix information. Um, yeah, it was nice. Nice. Uh, I think he should do a best tater category, though. <laughs> the ultimate tater whiskey for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tater whiskey of the year. But so that was some other things. Uh, just that was came out. Yeah, was it that Wednesday or Thursday? I think it was what well, Thursday. Maybe they he did all that release. Mm-hmm. So not too long ago. But enough about Fred Minnick. What does he know about whiskey? Let's talk about our whiskey, our Jake's. Uh, Jake, well, you've just finished your sip, so it should be fresh on your lips. What uh, what type of rye are you going with? Yeah, so I went with the uh, 
Bardstown Origin Series rye. Ooh, it's um, a good one. I just got this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so this is the first time I'm trying it. Uh, it's a 95.5, uh, six-year-old. And this is, for those that don't know, the Origin Series Bardstown are all their own distillate. So no more blends or anything like that. Um, what's interesting about this rye is it's aged normally and then finished in a hybrid American oak and cherry wood barrel for up to six months. Um, so I also pulled this bottle, which is the West Virginia Great Barrel Company collaboration that they did. Uh, which is a rye whiskey finished in infrared toasted cherry oak barrels that came out sometime last year. Because um, it seems like this was the prototype for this origin series. <laughs> um, so I just brought that out yeah, to reference. I didn't know that the... I... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I didn't know that the origin was... Uh that cherry cherry wood um but that makes a lot of sense that that was kind of like a little test run that they did um that's yeah. cool and like uh you definitely get it on the palate on the nose it's it's pretty similar to like an mgp rye um that like the like uh mint and like herbs and and stuff like that um on the palate it's definitely got some of that cherry note um and a lot of the toasted oak comes through as well um the finish is pretty pretty good um their notes are ripe cherry resonates throughout toasted oak highlighted by white flower dill and cinnamon <clears throat> a rich round mouthfeel bursts with fruit flavor leading to a one-of-a-kind sublime finish um I'm really bad at picking out exactly what herbs I'm <laughs> tasting. So I'm not going <laughs> to confirm the white flower dill and cinnamon, but it, it has a lot of the same kind of notes that an MGP rye has. Um, but the cherry is definitely more present and uh, gives it a bit more rounded kind of flavor profile with that like hint of sweetness. The problem is in that description, you said the word sublime, and now I just hear the song Santeria playing nonstop in my head. <laughs> yep. So thank you for that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would recommend this one. It's pretty good. I haven't tried their rye origin, origin rye, I tried their origin bourbon. Wasn't a big fan. I guess probably part of the problem is like one of the... When Bardstown had it was the Discovery the red label, I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. was yeah. I really like I really liked one of the Discovery series, um, but the other side of that was it was also way way more expensive than their Origin series. Yeah, um, I was well. I'll talk about it with Rye too when I talk about my Rye. But there are some tasting notes in there that might make me shy away from that one. But. Yeah, you are not typically a fan of the MGP rye, right? Not so overly, like, I don't, no. I don't think this is really up your alley, but um, that's like my 
favorite of all time is that the 95.5 uh, mash bill. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this one quite a bit. Nice. I, um, I've been kind of digging in on the rise that I like. I don't have a ton of actual just straight. I think there's only three or four rye whiskeys on the shelf. Um, and the rest, uh, I, I think I actually had now have more single, single malt or scotch than I do rye, um, <laughs> on the shelf. I guess that checks it's, out for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, when we first started, I was really not, a, I wasn't big into rye and then, I will still say one of the worst whiskeys I ever had was the piggyback whistle pig piggyback six year rye. And I think oh, I still yeah. mm-hmm. that had a dry straw flavor to it. Like you just, I said, like when I used to raise pigs and you put straw down for bedding and <laughs> straw dust is everywhere. I don't like the dry strawy rye. Um, and then I did figure out uh, this weekend that the dill rise are not, I, I hate, I hate pickles. I hate dill pickles. Uh, and I think when I get the notes of the dill, I, I tend to shy, shy away from them as well too. Um, but then obviously we always have the joke that I don't like rise. I do. I, some of my favorite bourbons are high rye bourbons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am drinking one of my favorite rise, which is nice little whiskey acres barrel pick. Oh, hold on. Add a boy. We'll, yeah, we'll just that, but... go like that. So this is a handpicked barrel 719 um, with a nice, uh, yeah, hide the, hide the, hide the place that handpicked it because it unfortunately glad, wasn't cold. I'm, well, I'm glad you went with whiskey acres. <laughs> it's uh, this rye. I, the, some of the Ike's that I like, I like high rye bourbons. And then I do like tend to, like the ryes that have a higher percentage of corn in them and that aren't just straight to 95.5. There are some 95.5 ryes that, yeah, there are some 95.5 ryes that I like, um, but our whiskey acres rye is 75, 25, 25% corn, 75% rye. So you get a little bit of that sweetness in it. Our rye has uh, a lot of our ryes are very strong on the more minty flavor notes of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, the rise that I seem to also fall in line with too, is a little bit of the sweetness from the corn uh, that cuts through the rye spice. And then the nice, uh, nice little mint on the end of it. Um, I think there, if someone's going to give me a rye, that's the better chance of me liking one is going to be more under those flavor profiles. Um, again, it's not that I don't like rye. I prefer still to this day and probably always will take bourbon over rye any day of the week. Um, but there's just some rye flavors that are a complete turnoff to me. Uh, and it makes me hesitant to try some. I've been more open the last year. Um, but no, I like our, I like our rye a lot. Um, we just did a bottling a week or so ago. And even though it was just our normal, uh, straight rye still have a little bit of that mint flavor to it, but this is, uh, I know Jake, you have a couple bottles of it and gold Eagle Jake got to try it. Um, yeah, that's even, gotta even, be one of my top 10 favorite whiskeys is that particular single barrel. Um, it's just so good. And it's, it's funny too, because we talk about, uh, Bacta spirits and Raj is going on a big, uh, vintage of when, you know, certain, 
same same thing different wines have different vintages he's kind of doing that with his whiskey um we do know that a couple of years the crop that came out of the ground produced some really really some better flavored whiskey some better flavored rye that we've had in the past so it's not a big i mean it, they're going to use it as a marketing thing which is good because it definitely does make different flavors every year to year um we have noticed we had a couple of really good runs. They've found out they had a couple of really good years that produce some really good flavorful rise. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely, I don't think that's really marketing at all. I think that's something that should be touched on by more distilleries. It all starts with the grain and the quality mm-hmm. of the grain. Um, and, you know, wine is more extreme of an example because the stuff isn't aged as long as whiskey and there's Mm -hmm. probably you know a lot more um flavor that comes from the fruit whereas whiskey you get a lot more flavor from the barrel um but uh but yeah i mean you can definitely have better um you know better crop one year or the other you guys know that more than anyone with all your corn varietals and the quality of corn that you're starting with you used the right word this time when you said I did. Yeah. You're learning mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> Either way, why does it matter? <laughs> you, need, you need to get a trucker hat and a flannel shirt and then a nice John Deere sweatshirt. Yeah, come on down. We'll hook you up. <laughs> but no, so. But a- yeah, that's all I really had to say on, on that. But uh, it's, it's a shame it's not a Gold Eagle pick, but this happened way before I started working at Whiskey Acres or even really knew Jake from gold eagle a ton so yeah no i'm actually I'll, a, I'll a big fan of whiskey acres rye and uh i've heard other people say the same and you kind of set me up perfectly for what i wanted to talk about with rye whiskey was that there it. are i know there are uh, so many different types of rye and so many different flavors that you can get out of rye um and i do think a lot of people uh think they don't like rye as much as bourbon um, just cause they maybe had one rye that was too minty, one rye that was too spicy. Um, and then they automatically shy away from rye and you can get a, a much more vast variety of flavors when it comes to rye. Um, so it takes a lot more time to kind of dive deep into and figure out what you like and what you don't like. And I kind of separate rye into four categories. You can get a floral rye, um, which will get a lot of like earthy, grassy herbs, dill, um, kind of flavors going on. You can get a really minty rye, um, you know, spearmint, um, more of like a lighter, grassier mint. Um, and you can get a really spicy rye, which is typically what we see in those 95.5 ryes. Um, then you can also get a lot of sweet rye, and by sweet meaning like a caramel sweetness, um, which I get in like peerless rye, um, or like a vanilla lighter frosting sweetness, like in the hard truth rye, which I thought for sure mm-hmm. one of you guys was going to do hard truth for this. Well, I, we already um, did at least two episodes on it, so... Oh, okay. I, I picked something sense. else. Can't plug them too much. They haven't uh, <laughs> sent us anything, any, any, anything uh, special or anything. So yeah, um, but yeah, with 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 those different categories of rye, um, you know, those flavors can also mix and match with each other, um, and it's very hard to predict what that rye is going to taste like until you try it. There's not really like a char number or a age um, that gives off certain notes. Um, and speaking of age, you can get a lot of really good two, three, four year rise You get a lot of really good 10, 15, 20 year rise. Um, so that helps play into the wide variety of flavors that you get as well. Um, mm-hmm. and we, I mean, 
one of the rides I was going to talk about is uh, a peerless single barrel that we did last year, um, especially just coming from the distillery this past weekend. Um, everyone, there was a couple guys in the group that said they don't like rye, but this rye that we picked tasted like a bourbon. Like you would never guess it was a rye um, until you were told it was a rye. It just had a lot of like corn and uh, caramel sweetness going on and not a lot of spice at all. That's the uh, mesquite barrel too, right? Yeah, this is the sweet mesquite barrel. Um, yeah, that, kind of that's like an barbecue bottle going well. on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just picked a, a six-year rye, which I think takes this one to another level even. One thing with rye, another way that I like rye that I didn't talk about a ton, is I do, compared to most rye, I like my minty rye, but then probably my second favorite I guess if you want to call it like a category of rye um, is rum finish. And again, I think it's because I'm getting some more of the sweetness out of it. Um, yep. You see a lot of rum finished ryes out there, but um, I tend to prefer those over just your normal MGP 95.5s. Um, but if, which if, it, if it's an MGP 95.5 or any, t- any type of 95.5 mix and rum finished, the chances are I'll like it more than a non rum finished. Yeah, the the rum definitely helps round out a lot of the spiciness um, and gives it a great balance in in almost all cases. Um, We've touched on that before, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, like rum finished rye is like a perfect combo. That's I I think that's one of the like reasons why this origin series works so well is because that cherry wood gives it a very uh, sweet note that that balances out a lot of that spiciness that's typical of 95.5 mash bills. Jake, anything to say on rum finish? You you like rum finishes or not do, too much? Yeah, no, I do. I, I'm a rum fan. Um, I definitely enjoy. I, I actually tried a peerless rum finish when we were there. Um, rye finish and rum. And if I would have known you liked it so much, I would have offered to pick up a bottle for you because they had them for sale. Um, uh, but yeah. If it's a peerless sale, is it really on sale? Well, I didn't say on sale. I said for sale. <laughs> I, I like peerless. I think their price point on some of their stuff is a little high. It is a little high. Um, but, you know, would there, like, they're kind of not making a secondary market for their products and they're still selling through everything. Um, so I don't know. I think it could be argued that, um, you know, Yes, it's very expensive for a five-year, six-year uh, whiskey, which is typically what their stuff is. But I do think they're very good. Um, but yes, like that is, um, you know, you're going to spend 120 to 160 bucks on a on a bottle of Peerless all day long at the distillery, and that's it's pretty expensive for uh, for the age statement that they carry. But they, I do think they are very good. Yeah, no, I, I don't have any complaints about the whiskey. I think I think their price point is a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a completely different story. But no, I, I it's, I mean, uh, it's not that I want a lot of rum finished rye. It's just that's more of a I do enjoy more of a rum finished rye than I do a normal straight rye. But the the one I'm most excited for is the Old Elk rum finished rye. Yeah, I don't know why so we good. still haven't gotten that. 
call call Greg Metzka up, ask I, him. Yeah, it's it's been showing in their system, and every time we try to order it, it says nothing's in stock. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure uh, what's going on there. I will always have a nice place in my heart from Old Elk because they asked to use one of our fo- one of the photos I took of one of their bottles on their own social media. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was out kayaking one day and I took a bottle and I had it. My kayak has a little spot for a cell phone holder and it's got a bungee strap to go around your cell phone, but it'll stretch out far enough for the whiskey bottle to fit in. So take a nice little photo of that and they reused it. I tried because they, that's when uh, they had messaged and Jenna got it and they uh, asked if they could use it. And I told her to message back. Yeah. <laughs> You can use it as long as you send me a bottle of Infinity Blend. And they <laughs> said they didn't have any, which I knew was a lie. Just them stepping over the line, but I didn't care. Like, Got to love my old dog because of that. How about a t-shirt? That sounds easier to do. Yeah, t-shirt. Yeah. <clears throat> t-shirt, a bottle of Infinity Blend, a weekend at the cabin out there. One of the three. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... I don't. I will. We'll still use it for the show because it's fun. The Dan hates rise, and I enjoy that. But uh, but no, there's certain rise out there that that tickle my fancy a little bit, just a little bit though, just a little. And by fancy, I'm talking about a spot on the carriage. But <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> how do Jake? How do rise sell in your store or go at the tasting bar compared to bourbon? Uh, yeah, what's the normal, it's, it's way behind where it should be, um, way behind. Uh, and I think it, it just goes back to that, you know, negative connotation that people try one rye and they get a, a minty note and they don't like that. And then they just assume they don't like rye. Um, so I think there's a lot more hesitancy with people to kind of explore, um, maybe they don't have as, as much patience or, um, maybe it's just that bourbon is America's spirit and that excites people more because we do love sweet things and you're going to get consistently a sweet whiskey almost every time with a bourbon, um, you know, kind of less to, less to worry about. Um, but I think rise performed very well at the tasting bar. Um, cause people are a little hesitant to pull the trigger on a bottle. So they want to try it first. Um, but I think some of our best store picks we've ever done are rise and some of them are still sitting on the shelf. Um, and we had to kind of take a look at that section and just say, Hey, we, you know, we're not really gonna, we're going to pull back big time from doing rye store picks just cause they just don't sell as well as bourbon does. It's a shame you too, also, cause I, I would is. agree that a lot of the, the picks I've had of, of rise that you've done are just so good. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I think a lot of the people, like, I think there's a couple different factors. You touched on one that I think the American palate is just sweeter. Um, mm-hmm. But also that uh, I think there's kind of a stigma around rye that it's like your grandpa or great grandpa's drink. And like people aren't interested in it for, you know, for whatever like reason. Canadian. Yeah. Um, you know, Canadian and, rye was a big thing. So. Yeah, because like I, I don't think um, many people have given it the fair shot that it probably deserves, um, 
or they've had like old overholt or something have been like oh this isn't good <laughs> you know like and then just write off all rise you know uh because yeah. a twelve dollar bottle wasn't up to their standard or, or whatever the case mm-hmm. you know and i mean i i find all the time in our blind tastings when we put a rye round in there um everyone for everyone you know is a fan they love it um and a lot of those people end up saying oh i didn't know i liked rise or you know i haven't really mm-hmm. been a huge fan of rise but that was my favorite round um so i do think they're just people need to kind of open their minds and, and uh you know work to expand their palate a bit more um you know to try and dive deeper into rye whiskeys yep i think so i think one problem and I think there's an easy solution to getting more people to like rye whiskey. And that is Buffalo Trace has to come out with something besides just Sazerac. <laughs> because Sazerac, you can always find. But if they came out with like something that like marketed a little more special and you got some of the taters to... E.H. Taylor Buffalo rye. Trace oh. rye. Yeah. yeah. Come out with more Taylor rye. Yeah. I think you'd get more. Because ta- Taylor rye is a pretty taterific whiskey. Um yeah, I even think, that though, I don't think people are as gung ho about getting as the other stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's very hit or miss. I I feel like everyone who I talk to about Taylor Rye either loves it or hates it. There's like no in between. So one game we play at work every once in a while, um, we'll have like six different pours laid out, and the game is called Find the Rye. And Jake, maybe that's something you can look at having as a tasting night some night is throwing mm-hmm. a couple of ryes just randomly in a blind and you have no idea. And when you don't know it's rye, it's like you you can sit there and say, I drink a lot of whiskey. I can easily tell the rye. There is some times where it is a lot more difficult than you would think when you have no Absolutely. idea what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So that would always be a fun one to to do a blind tasting possibly and sprinkle a couple of ryes in when it's all mostly bourbon and see what people's reaction is to it and see how well they pick them out. Uh, Cause I think you could use that as a way to convert some people as well too, because except when you have no idea what you're, when you just know it's a whiskey or you think you can tell, but it's, it's harder sometimes than you think. Yeah. There, there's for sure been a couple blinds that, that you've done at gold Eagle where I a hundred percent thought that it was a bourbon and it was, uh, you know, like I don't even in, insert any rye, like, <laughs> You know, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's also times you've gone the thought, other way uh, too. Yeah. Right. Thought Eagle Rare <laughs> this was This is a rye. rye. This is a rye. <laughs> this is a rye. It was Eagle Rare. This is a rye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that spice note, you know, obviously lots of bourbon has, most bourbon has rye in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you just have 10 to 21% rye in a bourbon, a lot of times you can, you can tell it's a rye bourbon. You get that spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then you also, some you get spice on weeded bourbons too. And sometimes people think that, uh, you know, a weeded bourbon is a rye, even though there's no rye in there. Um, cause wheat can sometimes give you sweetness. Sometimes it can give you spice. Yep. Anyway, just a thought it's fun at work when we get to do it. Cause it's, I'm still wanna, doing pretty well in that game, but it's it's harder than I ever thought it would be. Like when they said it, I'm like, this isn't going to be that hard. And you sit there and you're like, ooh, maybe this one, but maybe this one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's harder than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on rye or rice? Roberto's not here. We can talk about rice yeah. too. Rice. 
Jake, I don't you, you weren't I don't know you weren't around too much. He's Roberto has a little bit of an accent and when he talks about oh, rice, he says rice. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It sounds uh-huh. like rice. But rice. Rice. Spe- speaking of the devil, I did talk to him the other week <laughs> and he's been a bit bit that I decided to talk to Roberto. Now he's been uh <laughs> He's been uh, getting to know the owners and a lot of the staff at Milam and Green because it's only like 30 minutes from his house. And he was telling me a story. There's probably going to be a drink on the menu at their bar there named after him. It's not on the menu right (laughs) now, but there's a tentative name for it. And it was he was there and the bar manager was trying to make up different old fashions. And she did one that was floral and jalapeno infused. Hmm. And Roberto really liked it. So he told a bunch of his friends in the area. And then a couple weeks later, he went back to Milo and Green. And he said the bar manager was there. And she goes, Roberto, a couple weeks ago, like five or six different people came in and ordered that. And it's a pain in the ass to make. And all (laughs) I could think about was fucking Roberto. Yeah. So there's a tentative name of a drink called the fucking Roberto <laughs> that's off menu at Milam and Green right now, which I, I hope they go with it. I'm sure as a business, they'll probably clean it up, which is the right thing to do. But uh, <laughs> if I ever made it down that's to funny. Texas, I'll have a fucking Roberto. Yeah. But Any other thoughts on Rye? It's good. Mm. (laughs) go out and explore taste some different things and expand your palate expand your mind keep an open mind when it comes to rye Um, it's a really nice change of pace to have in your repertoire Um, and i think you'll be surprised and impressed by all the wide range of flavors that you can get with rye whiskey yeah yeah tasting bars are your best friend if if you're unsure so yeah, and that's that's kind of how I got it, is I tried a few different ones and then you start to narrow down that flavor profile that you like. Um, but sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of a ride to throw things up a little bit. So and get our, our rye whiskey acres really good. Just I said my plug. It is my plug. <laughs> Other plugs, might as well plug our favorite liquor store that we go to. Heck yeah. Gold Eagle. Oh, I was going to talk about wine. The the bottom. I was going to talk about this one. <laughs> Don't you joke about that. <laughs> GoldEagleWine.com, uh, Instagram, uh, GoldEagleWine, Facebook, Gold Eagle Spirits. Uh, follow us, download our app, and come in and check out our rye section because it has grown probably tenfold since I started working there six years ago. Yeah, and pick up the Hard Truth Barrel Pick. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. And that's kind of a rye that sometimes doesn't taste like a rye. So yeah. if you don't think you like rye, go give it a try. Jake, you want to tell them about our socials? Yes, you can find us at Bourbon Matters on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Um, you can listen and watch us on Spotify and listen wherever podcasts are. And you can watch us on YouTube. Like, nice. rate, subscribe, comment, share. Click the Talk notification shit. bell. Talk shit. Talk shit. <laughs> Whatever. Yep. Awesome. All right, guys. Fun hanging out tonight. Yep. yep. Cheers. All right. See Cheers. you guys. Cheers.